Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <sighs> yes, hello everybody. Welcome. It is Thursday. It is nine. So it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, guys? Not too bad. Not too bad. Not a bit of Christmas wear, but yeah. Yeah, how was everybody's Christmas? And how was everyone's Christmas at home? Let us know. It's nothing special. I sound like a pure dredge, but nothing special. It's just chilled. Hmm. Okay. I'm just I, know, I, I know. I, I sound pure, like pure down about it. But... That's all right. It's because we get your reasons why. Because your old pal gave you a head butter and uh, gave you a shiner. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. In case anyone's wondering where the black eyes came from, it came from my dog from a couple of nights ago uh, on Boxing Day. <laughs> I ironically Boxing Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so just a shame he wasn't a boxer dog. I know I, that that's got all the puns born for that. Yeah, exact amondo. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, we hope everyone had a good run, and obviously, whatever you get up to for your New Year's, Austin, I am happy. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just tired. Dude. I'm just tired, man. So. <laughs> well, it's good to see you back, my man. Good to see you back. Yes, and of course it is season three, episode thirty-three, one hundred and sixty-three in total. The pre-game show for this weekend's game, which is against Arizona Cardinals. Cowboys are already in the playoffs. So are the Cardinals, although they lost on the weekend. They had a few other things fall their way, basically. So it means that they are officially in uh, the playoffs. So two playoff teams, but still lots to play for. Um, for you guys, though, um, I'll just get, before we move to the news and updates, just your thoughts on feelings. And I'll start with uh, you, Lorne, on what you think about this game. How are you feeling about it? I I think this is, I mean, obviously, the um, Sky Sports have picked it up for this weekend's nine, nine o'clock game. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's obviously, it's got quite a big um, uh bearing on how the playoffs um, lay out, you know, obviously Cardinals need to uh, win to keep keep pace with the Rams for the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Rams are above them at the moment uh, on, on the back of the fact that their uh, Cardinals are on a bit of a slide at the moment. Um, Correct. We're obviously looking still for the number one seed. Um, obviously, we, we, we need the Green Bay to to lose either of the next two games against um, uh, the Vikings or the Lions. Um, yeah. It's probably more likely to be the Vikings, but, you know, the Lions have had a couple of big scalps this year, I think, so you never know. They've had a couple of cheeky ones they weren't supposed to win. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, they, they should they should really have been 0-15 and... No, 0-16 and 1. This year, to be honest, so yeah, um, yeah, they pulled a few surprises out, but um, yeah, and I mean, obviously, you know, uh, as far as we're concerned, we've got the division tied up. Um, you know, it, it is just the number one seeding that we're looking for now. So yeah, yeah. really, it's trying to get to that that 
ever elusive week one buy, uh, which is, is is massive. But the way it all works out now, only the first. It used to be the first two teams. Now it's yeah. only the top team. Uh, but come to you, Jamie, the Godfather. Um, what what's your thoughts? What's your feelings on this week's game? Jamie, are you there? It's, it's definitely the, the, the toughest test of the season, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. If you look at the stats of the Cardinals, the they're just on the border of 10 or they're inside the top 10 for everything. Yeah. So, yeah, let's see how our number, number one offence can do against a top-ranked defence. Well, here's an interesting fact that if you look at all the major statistical um, stats, if you like, for the Cowboys while playing at AT&T, they're literally first in the NFL when it comes to yards per game, points per game, third down efficiency, red zone efficiency. They're literally first. It seems to be when they're on the road, it, it goes the other way. Um, so it is, it is pretty crazy. Um but, Paul, your thoughts on the game, and then we'll get into the news and updates. Um, so, hey, we're just talking about... Sorry, my, my, my memory's pure blankness. So, we're talking about the, the, the division, right? Just, no, this weekend's game. Just what's your general thought on this weekend's game? Um, personally, I'm, I'm a wee bit sceptical, if I'm being perfectly honest. Because uh, mm -hmm. Taylor Murray's kind of going through that little slump right now mm -hmm. where that was going. I just hope it's not going to be where he's going to come out guns blazing and he's going to put like 40 points on us. That, that's what I'm scared of. But... Well, you know me, how I like to dig for stats. I've been yeah. digging, so don't panic. I've got you covered. Right. Yeah, yeah. When we get to the Cowboys' defense, remind me, and we'll shake that monkey tree and uh, we'll get those stats to fall. Um, well, should we get to the... Oh, go on, go on, Paul. Well, before you jump into the news, uh, just just a wee quick question I, I brought up a wee bit earlier from Paul Woodward. Uh, thanks for the question. Hey, guys, finished question of the week. Can our boy Trayvon Diggs catch the NFL Hall of Famer for the most interceptions in a season? It would say so. Statistically, one interception he's per game. Got, yeah, he's, got, he's got two games left. He needs to get three to tie... Um, mm -hmm. and four, yeah. four to get the record. So, yeah, yeah four, 14, 14, and that's Dick Knight train line from about 1950. So yeah. Jeez, it's, it's, it's and you and that was last games too. That was that was 12, a 12 yeah. game season. So, I mean, that's, you know, that was over an interception on average per game, you know, so um, <coughs> that's, that's incredible. So, yeah, it, it's definitely yeah. doable, but I mean, you know, especially if we could play Taylor Heineke every week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that always helps. But what is interesting is, although we have uh, gone on to a nice run of games, conversely, Arizona's flipped the other way, uh, and they're on a, a bit of a losing streak. Yeah, yeah they've... They've been going downhill since they lost DeAndre Hopkins. So Yeah, I'm very, very funny you bring that up because uh, that is where, in terms of Kyler Murray's statistics, um, you can see a huge difference, uh, which we'll look at when we get to the defence. Um, but let's move to the uh, news and updates and we can uh, crack on with the show. 
All right, then, guys. First thing coming out of the gate, uh, I thought we'd touch as a bit of non-Cowboys news. Uh, obviously, John Madden, at the age of 85, passed away. I think anybody who is a fan of the game, um, definitely you've got to say he was one of the most influential figures in NFL Absolutely. history. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, fact, the fact they made a video game be under his name says yeah. it all. And it's been going like that since 1994? Uh, uh, 19- Maybe before that. I think that's before. I, I seem to remember playing it in college uh, or uni at 93. So, yeah, it was definitely early 90s at least anyway. So, um, but yeah, it's just for all those years, like pff, that's over 25 years at least. Mm. I can yeah. even remember when he announced that he was no longer going to be broadcast, and I was gutted. I was like, oh, man. Because, yeah. like, it's the voice. Um, you know, like, oh. you, you know, everyone everyone always knows John Mann with the, the you know, the whole circling and, and arrows all over the screen. And by the time you're looking at it, you're like, what the hell? But it was just his enthusiasm and his love for the game. that That's what you're seeing on there. And it's all the little moments as well with him where you just have these random moments where he's not even talking about the game, just something that's happening over there, something completely random. And he's even circling the screen and arrows on just these <laughs> random events that are happening because he knows that that was his, his niche, his, his style. And um, like I say, as fans, nothing was more influential, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, just the fact he was multi generational. Hey, hey, that too. If 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 your sort of grand, if your grandfather, you know, was watching the game, he would know him as a coach who, mm-hmm. you know, has the highest win percentage of any coach that's coached over a hundred games. He's, yeah. I think he's he's seventy five percent or something like that. Um, you know, then it's certainly when I got into the game again, sort of properly. Um, when it came out on Channel Four, you know it was Madden. Oh, I never told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the one. Everything. Um, and then you know it then progressed to bringing in the 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 Madden videos as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I think one of the first the one of the first VHS tapes that I got was John Madden on American football as well, and that taught you, you know from that one hour video and it's all talking about how he liked to coach the thing and what you look for and everything like that. That was just an eye opener in, in terms of the education that you got from it as well. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, where, where, where do you look for on the, on the opening play? Where do you look at, you know, and what he would say is the, t- the triangle between the two guards and the halfback. And that's, that tells you where the ball is going. So Little things like that that I learned from mm. him. Yeah, yeah. If, if there's one thing, like I, I don't know if this might be true, but I'm pretty sure John Madden was the was the actual first person that gave the moniker of the Great Wall of Dallas to our old line back in the nineties. <laughs> might have yeah. done. I'm, well pretty, might have. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was the guy, like because it was all because of Nate Newton and and, and like so Stepnowski and that. It's like he just said it during the commentary, and and Jerry just kind of ran with that, the Great Wall yeah. of Dallas. I can oh, even remember. It. I can remember Madden commenting on Nate Newton. Yeah, yeah so sweat, I, I, like, like he loved Nate Newton. He oh yeah, loved him, man. <laughs> like, I think one of the surprising things out of it all is all reading through some of the stats. I think, I think it was one of the first games that were made 
that it was actually one of his old playbooks as well. It wasn't like where you just go in there and you think, surely all these plays are just kind of made up. And you just, now you just like give him, give him one of his playbooks. But yeah, it, if, I think it as well. Didn't it? Like it, it, it said it had to be 11 and 11. It couldn't be kind of very unrealistic. It needed to help fans understand the game more. And oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, you can't know. I'm shot. Not I'm, I'm speaking obviously because Scribbles when it's, it's, Ah, yeah, I'm, I'm... yeah. Sorry, everyone. I'm having problems with internet tonight. Sorry, revolution. You, you are a little. Yeah, you you, you keep you keep cutting out, uh, yeah. Jamie. <laughs> You're in and out. Um, but we got what were you we got what were you you, you were saying. Um, but yeah, um, for us, especially in the UK, where you get depleted um nfl news and coverage anything you could grab your hands on especially back in the 90s was massive and so john martin like i say extremely mm. i mean this is how influential he is that i got mates who don't watch american football and they were messaging me going oh i've seen the news about john martin and you know so even people who don't even follow football know <laughs> they know who he was and how important he was yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure like Madden would must have some influence to start up the whole NFL Europe way back in the nineties as well. Like, cause cause he brought so much not like so much um knowledge of the game of football from different parts of the world, and yeah. and think, and and, that, and it kind of like goes back to what DG Dogs listen, yeah, he'll bring the fans and knowledge of football. So I think I agree yeah. with that. Like, yeah, he, 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 he may have yeah, had the... that that influence, you know. One of one of my friends on on Facebook um, that I knew from the Claymores days, he was in a, a group called the Fun Bunch, which early Claymores days right. was um, they used to do a bit of dancing in kilts and stuff like that. Oh, and uh, apparently, <laughs> Madden didn't necessarily have anything to do with NFL Europe or World League, except he was once shown footage of the fun bunch dancing and he says christ do the scots not have cheerleaders at all guys in kilts where you know doing a bit of a bit of dancing to uh, mud and you know various various other heavy metal um songs and what have you you know that was the sort of thing as well i'm sure he made comments about me as well when we were on the when we were there as the 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 Lardy boys and we used to go to the games with our the letters painted across our chests and all that. So. <laughs> and that's a funny thing with Madden is he would see these random events and things and crowd moments and that's how much he loved American football that he knew that yeah all right the action is where is on the field but the passion is in the crowd. He he yeah. would point that out regularly uh, but anyway uh, on our news and updates that's our little piece from over here in the uk to john martin and uh to let him know we will always be thinking of him uh, so needless to say i think that goes for every nfl fan moving on though to more dallas uh surrounded news um dak won offensive player of the week last week i mean throwing four touchdowns and a half will help <clears throat> Uh, also, Micah Parsons, Defensive Player of the Month. Um, 
think that was going to be pretty obvious as well. Second consecutive month. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a follow up to that. Uh, uh, Paul Sin is an we question it. Is Mike Apostle going to be the NFL Rookie of the Year? It, it is most certain. I think. I think it's not as he's uh, got. He's got the rookie in the bag. It's whether he can get to now defensive player of the year. Yeah, rookie. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a slight problem. I think there's yeah. a slight problem with that, and that's one Trayvon Diggs. Is what everyone keeps forgetting. I have mentioned this. Mm. That what if you said what what if you said defensive player of the year goes uh, um defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons, defensive player of the year, Trayvon Diggs. Not many people are talking about it. And it's like you do realize what, what Trayvon Diggs is accomplishing here. Um I, I'm I'm totally with you, Lorne. Um in other news uh, that is quite important. Trying to get some more information on this. Could be totally nothing. Uh, but uh, Demarcus Lawrence was limited in practice. Um, we'll wait to see what the news is. We'll post it up when we get it. But in other major news, uh, Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore uh, being offered interviews for the Jags. So far, Dan Quinn has already officially come out and declined. Yep, that's great news. Well... Mm. He, he's not properly declined. He's just said that he doesn't want to deal with it until after this, after the Cowboy season is over. Which I suppose Jacksonville probably want to have everything in place so that they can go to the the Senior Bowl and start yeah. um, getting into their um, their collegiate scouting properly. Um, exactly. I mean, they want to try and get that <laughs> that hammered yeah. in as early as possible. See, I can agree with I agree with Brian's comment in regards to defensive player of the year. It's either going to be TJ or Michael, or mm-hmm. you could throw uh, Miles Garrett's name into the equation. It's it's day three, but unless Trevon Diggs gets the record, he will get defensive player of the year. Yeah, if he get the, if he at least matches the record, then yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, in good news. All the active players on the roster, obviously, apart from D-Lord, they were all on the practice field. Uh, that was yesterday and tonight, uh, or today, whichever way you look at it. I'm saying tonight because it is the night. Um, yeah. So that is good news. Tony Pollard, which is a, a bit of the news, he had 15 minutes off to the side working on cords, rehab in the foot. Then he was back in the main action. So that's good news. Uh, Tyron Smith. Our practice, individual drills, and he's done some team drills as well now. Good news. Um, so that is that. Um, Malik Hooker, Tristan Hill, both activated off COVID reserve, uh, so they can now practice and talk to the media as well. Uh, running back, Jaquan Hardy, we all remember. Oh, yeah. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, a bit of a fan favorite, uh, Jaquan Hardy. And Brandon Smith, both uh, in practice after being restored from the whole weird practice squad COVID reserve system that goes on. Um, rookie wide receiver Simi Fahoko, he remains on the COVID list. Noah Brown was seen at practicing. Uh, so he's been removed and he's designated to return with the 21 days and all the rest of it that's also true for wide receiver receiver tj vasher and josh ball and um, they've both been activated for this the, the 21 day 
that you we know about. The only other thing to be added is a new linebacker, uh, Devontae Bond. Um, yeah. He has played with the Bucks and the Chicago Bears as well. Wow, I'm amazed I remembered that. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's wearing he's number 51. Saying, yeah, he's been signed because Francis Bernard has gone onto the COVID list. Um, he was put on the COVID list on Monday morning after the the Washington football game. Oh, Mike, you frozen? Oh, Mike's frozen as well. Man, we've got a lot of time. There <laughs> oh, there we go. You there? I do apologise, everyone. We seem to be having a lot of technical issues tonight. It's only Scotland bringing it up again. <laughs> I know. Scottish Wi-Fi for the win. Scottish Wi-Fi for the win. I do apologise. <laughs> you know, you can practice everything. You can get everything perfectly into place. But you can't predict bandwidth. Uh, and round here, it goes up and down like a yo-yo. Um, so that is... Oh, uh, yeah. That, that as well. Justin Hamilton was poached. Yeah, yes, yeah, which they are allowed to uh, yeah. while they're on the practice squad. Um, so yeah, it, uh, go on. Sorry, Paul, hit me. I was, I was going to say that was a bit as a bit of a, a bit of a hit because whenever Hamilton has actually been in the fifty-three man squad and he's on the field, mm. he's actually made a positive impact. I can't, particularly the Vikings game where he yeah. was purely brought in for that game because he knew how to play in that specific gap and go against as a. a Oh, what's his name? But Garrett Bowles, the yeah. the, the center. I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think surprisingly that the one game that he actually had a stinker on was actually against Denver. So. Yeah, and then pretty much the whole defense had a stinker that game, uh, <laughs> or the whole team had a stinker that game. But yeah. <laughs> all right then, uh, that is the news and updates for now. Keep uh, up with our social media as well as we drop more news as things develop up until Sunday. But should we get on to the Cowboys offense? Cowboys offense versus the Cardinals defense. Let's strike this and uh, get into it all. All righty. Um, so... <laughs> It's more like the rain than the sheep <laughs> that are chewing through cables. Um, but yes, guys, all right. I think, is it fair to say after last week's game, the offense are getting steadily back on track? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not calling myself Mystic Mark here, but I did kind of <laughs> predict, I did kind of predict that the second Washington game we would actually come out guns blazing. And that was like that was before the pregame, before the first Washington game. So, but I think um, this is probably going to be the toughest game of all season. Like we did say that about the Patriots game, but I think this one's going to be the toughest one for Dak, for sure. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think obviously Zeke looks close to hundred percent. I mean, he has commented. Surpri surprisingly, he only had what thirty-seven yards. Thirty-seven um, yards. Yep. And, and, in the Washington and, uh, game, but I mean that that touched the the touchdown run that he scored, um, getting to the outside, um, and getting into the end zone. I mean that that showed his burst was back. Um, and then you know the, again with the the pass as well that he caught out of the backfield. I thought that was that was vintage Zeke as well. Stayed in for pass blocking, 
snuck out through the line and, you know, was wide open um, and there was no stopping him. And Pollard looks to Pollard looks to be back to full health as well. Obviously, he's 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 getting there. Yeah, he's he's getting there. But um, he he was running with burst as well, so that Mm. that helps if if we can. You know, the the line's been a bit resurgent recently. You know, with Connor Williams back in as well, and touch with Connor Williams has not drawn yellow flags from the referees since he's come back in. So. Um, yeah, yeah. Because um, here's what interests me about all of this is that we're getting Tyrone Smith back. And I think it's at a perfect time. Chandler Jones, who comes from a, an extremely athletic Jones family um, that have Super Bowl wins and UFC belts <laughs> and all the rest <laughs> of it, which is absolutely crazy. When you look at the that family, they're a family of athletes. Um Jones really is the primary um, go-getter for the quarterback. And if he's lining up over on the left against Tyron Smith, pretty much you can cancel that out, which I think is good news. The other thing that interests, that is interesting, that's come out only just recently, is Deontay Thompson, we all know him, um, and Buda Baker are both, at the moment, limited and doubtful to play this weekend. The other one that's interesting as well is one of their cornerbacks, Marco Wilson. He now has come out with COVID, so he's going to miss the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and looking looking at the the injury report for yesterday, I mean, they had what one, two, three, four, five, six. They had ten players who were did not participate, and Mm -hmm. and three others that were limited participation. So yes. that's, the only one that's come yeah. out from yesterday that's changed today is Rondale Moore does look like he's going to play. Yeah. Um, he was uh, limited uh, and questionable and all the rest of it, but now it looks like he is going to play. Um, but here's what it's, is interesting, that is really interesting, if they are going to be struggling with their safeties and the corner, is that the Cardinals are a cover three defence. Going through some statistics, cover three seems to be Dak's speciality. Um, he is absolutely against cover three. He can be hot and cold, but recently in the last few games, and even during his slump, he's been good versus the cover three defense. Um, I'm trying to get some statistics for you on this. That um, Over the last two weeks... And this is only versus cover three. Uh, he's completed 22 of 26 passes. That's 85% completion for 212 yards. Um, obviously, having Amari Cooper back was a big uh, proponent towards that. Um, same with Cedric Wilson as well. Um, but overall, versus cover three, Dak has a 99.6 passer rating. Yeah, take that. And that, <laughs> but yeah, and the cover three is Arizona Cardinals' bread and butter. It's the meat and potatoes of their defense. They're going to be missing two safeties in the corner, and Chandler Jones, who's trying to create that pressure against Tyron Smith, eliminates it. Really, now what you're looking at is what can the linebackers do? Can you get Hicks and Isaiah Simmons working towards that? 
I don't know what you guys think, but to me, like, because a lot of the defensive stats, are, are, they are good. They, they, they are pretty good. But that was at the start of the season when they were 7-0. and Now when you yeah. look at it and it goes backwards, it all starts reeling back. And I'll try and get Isaiah Simmons' stats up because this was a guy I think all of us <laughs> were saying the Cowboys uh, needed to go out. Um, I mean, he, he does create some pressure. Um, there's some missed tackles thrown in, the nine missed tackles on the season. Um, but he's up to 69 total tackles on the year. And he, he is, you know, because he is athletic and speedy and fast. So there is that to it. In coverage, he's got one interception. That was the start of the year. But when you look at, at most of the defensive players' stats, you look at the start of the season and you go, oh, wow. And then you look at the other half of the season and you go, well, where's it all dropped off? And a lot of it, I think, is because they had Kyler Murray playing at a high level pre-injury, pre-injury. Yeah. You've got Hopkins out there playing just like as the phenomenal wide receiver that he is. That all goes away. Now the defense is going to have to do some more work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather I mean, the, than... Go on. Yeah, they were, they were giving up... First seven games of the season, they've been giving up 16, 16 points a game. So mm-hmm. uh, the latter half, um, <clears throat> probably around the time where Connor was going down with injury and or fighting through an injury, you had Kyler Murray was in and out of the lineup as well. Um, and, you know, there was little niggles to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, that meant the offense wasn't as effective. So the defense was out there longer and they were giving up. You know, that's now gone out to 24 points a game they're giving up. So, mm. you know, and conversely, if you look at the way we're playing, our defence started off giving up a lot of points. And, you know, the last couple of weeks, it's been it's been low, low teams that it's been given up, if anything. So, you know, yeah, um, th- this looks to be a complete reversal of everything. So. Uh, and here's a good point that, that Joe is making you is about the running quarterback. The good thing is, is yeah, you know, he, Kyler Murray is. And like even in college, I mean, he was at Texas A&M, which is crazy to say. Um, but um, so even knowing him back then, I mean, this guy is an athletic monster. I mean, it's crazy what he can do. But the good news is, is we've dealt with Jalen Hurts, Tristan, uh, Tristan Hill, <laughs> Taysom Hill. <laughs> uh, so this is a team that has gotten used to the athletic and mobile quarterbacks, and they've had plenty of practice in it. Um, but I don't know. How would you see this defense operate? Are you using Micah Parsons to get to him, Lorne, Paul? Which Absolutely. way round would you be doing this? Absolutely. Like, just need to make sure that the, uh, whatever the weak side is, that's the more likely place where Kyle Money is going to break out. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think that's going to be like, whatever the strong side is going to be, we're just going to have to make sure we keep that contained and make sure that if he does pull out like bootleg or whatever, or not Parsons is there to fucking smash him. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you need to be very disciplined in your pass rush as well. That, you know, you, you all go to various levels so that on one side, 
Um, you know, if the if the defensive end goes to five goes to a sort of five yard, seven yard drop, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the other side is only going to the other side's defensive end is only going to a three yard drop because my where you need to actually attack, and this is probably where our strength is as well, especially when you've seen that um, we're bringing Demarcus Lawrence in from a three tack uh, three technique tackle a lot of the time now, mm-hmm. rushing mm-hmm. from there. Um, Kyler Murray is going to start panic. He's not too worried about what the ends are doing. It's more the tackles up the middle um, that, you know, that's when he gets antsy and gets out of the pocket. So get the pressure, get the pressure up front. Um, the the two defensive ends, if, if one goes high, one goes low, um, you know, that, that forces him to think. And then on the, on the side that the guy goes high, um, you need to, that's where you need to have your, your, sort of spy look, cheating towards because that's you know probably the side that he's going to try and escape from the pocket on um and you know we just basically need to harass him but not do anything where we're we're going zero blitz or anything like that yeah um, well we'll we'll get to to that side of it on the defense um yeah what is interesting, I think, that was quite notable from last week that will translate this week is one is Amari Cooper and two is um, this defense really struggles. If you go back and look and just watch a tape, you don't even need to go through statistically. Just watch it. A lot of what they give up is from the slot. This yep. their the, the defensive work from the slot is it, it, bad. They give up a lot of pressure over there. That's a lot of pressure. They give up a lot of receptions from the slot, and you you you'll see it week in week out. And I think obviously you know Michael Gallup's going to get his. You're going to get Cedric Wilson, and something that we need to add as well is uh, the rise of Malik Turner. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas, that, yeah. He's turning it on. I mean, <laughs> when they started switching the players out, they needed a wide receiver to take the reins and keep up the pressure on the offense. And Turner was there. And that run that he made, um, the, the, the open play uh, and the angles he was taking to get downfield, uh, that's some next-level wide receiver work. That, that is playmaker material that you're watching. And he was doing it. He was uh, and. I think you could see a battle here between him and Cedric Wilson to try and get the ball. Um, who's going to get put into it? But mostly, I think this is a game for CD Lamb, playing him from the slot. Amari Cooper, depending on what goes on with the cornerback situation, could have a nice matchup as well. But yeah. it's certainly, regardless, it's one for CD Lamb. This is a game where CD Lamb could very easily go over 100 yards. Yeah. I, I think both CD Lamb and I think Dalton Schultz as well should be a, should yeah. be a good option. And I mean Dalton Schultz, it, it's no coincidence the sort of rise in the, the offense um, has been probably predicated by you know the return to form of him as well. I mean he's in the last couple of weeks he's caught basically everything that's come his way, um, <clears throat> you know, and you know again he's back to. He's back to being elusive as well when he does catch it. So he's getting the runs after the catch as well. So, yeah, oh, yeah, his yak is insane. Um, yeah. I think he may be in tight ends. I think he's third 
in yak yards, um, which is crazy to say. It's when you think he didn't even make the Pro Bowl. Um, yeah, when you look at him and you go through the statistics, especially in the uh, NFC, Schultz is right up there. Um, I think he, far superior what some of the others that have gone in are. Um, but I definitely think as well the 12-man formation will definitely come into play. Will you use over there? I don't know. Maybe Sprinkle, perhaps? Possibly. We've used, them a couple, yeah. we've used them a couple of times. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to catch many balls with him. But you really... The idea of the 12-up map formation isn't really for that, is it? It's more misdirection. Um, so I think the 12-man formation, and even if you want to go three wide receiver set, either way is a good way to go because you're just going to... Really, what you're trying to do, I agree with you, Lorne, is trying to attack that slot position, um, yeah. which is where they're most soft. Um, but apart from that, the only other thing I wanted to add is it was about the running game. That, yeah, Zeke isn't getting these huge yards he's not getting massive breaks but here is what is important yeah, with Zeke but... is he's getting first downs and that to me is far more important if you can get hey. Zeke to get first downs which is what you want really from your running back that's far more important oh okay maybe it's not as important as getting yards because yards will accumulate first downs anyway but he's getting them when we're in that yeah. second and, and short or third and short He's rumbling over and he's getting you the first down and sustaining drives. Go on, Paul. Yeah, like my my whole problem with like, I'm gonna have a wee go at some fans out there within Cowboys Nation. Head it. The, the the thinking too much. Oh, Zeke's getting paid all this money. He should be getting 100 yards per game. It's like yes and no, but there's more to that in terms of what a running back does. There's the pass yeah. protection. It's like. And you just made the most important point. As long as he gets the first downs, the that's what it is, is keeping possession of the ball. If we can keep possession of the ball and keep their offense off the field, that's when we win games. So I don't see why people are complaining, but that game against Washington, I thought it was effective, even though we mentioned, what was it, 37 yards? Yeah. Mm. It didn't feel like it was 37 yards. It, felt, it didn't no. feel like it was a lot more. But when people started reading, I was like, what? You only got 37 yards? Oh, you should have drawn a lot more than that. Uh, uh, that drop Zeke. I was like, what? No. It do not work on. that way. It yeah. doesn't work like that. So, Well, he, he, only, he only had to play two and a half quarters. He didn't. <laughs> exactly what I was just that. about to say. That's that. Like, people are forgetting. It's like, like, we didn't need him for the second half. Pretty much just we completely <laughs> destroyed Washington by no. then. Yeah, and a lot of what they were doing. Bear in mind, don't forget, Zeke got two touchdowns last week. One yeah. on the ground, one through the air, right? So, they, okay. And people are forgetting about his receiving yards as well. That's another thing. They're just thinking too much about the rushing yards. Um, so. Yeah, they're, they're saying that a guy with that much money should be top. But again, if you go back and you look at running backs yeah. in the NFC and I'm you look at the yards, I think he's second. Well, I'm going to bring this comment yeah. up, and, and DG Dog is. In fact, I'm going to check it. DG Dog just nailed this comment here. Seat has sacrificed his personal stats to play through an injury and help his team. That's what it's all about. Very true. That is absolutely spot on. Absolutely spot on. And the, the big thing as well 
is have a look at the defence. And we've mentioned this this season. Look at the way the defence lines up and attacks when Zeke is in in comparison to when Tony's in. Everything looks, feels and sounds different when Zeke is in there and, and he has the ball. Everything changes. Yep. They, they start cheating safeties up towards the line, make it an eight-man yep. box, and that then pl- that then plays into the passing game's hands because if if the safeties if the safeties up near the line of scrimmage, you're you're leaving a sect- sector of the field wide open. Um, yeah, you know he's got to then retreat if if it is a pass play and you can hit the ball deep. There you go, uh, and just to go back to what I was saying. Yes, I was correct. Um, Zeke is second amongst running backs in the NFC. He's yep. the second running back in total yards. And his average amongst the top 10 is this one, two, three, four. There are four players with a, a lower average yard per run. Um yeah, so his average per attempt is even less. So it is, you know, people can argue it, and you can turn around and you can say he's the second running back in the NFC. In the top ten, there are five, four players, sorry, with less um, average yards per carry than him. There you go. Um, but the, the most important one are the first downs. As long as he's getting them, which... He's pretty much, apart from Jonathan Taylor, but that guy is just having a crazy year. Yeah, an unexpected year, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, and here's another one. Another big one that people were complaining about last year. The fumbles. He's only fumbled once. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, that's what I'm going to leave it with there, you know? I'm, and that the I'm, I'm just going to say 2020 was definitely an off year for everyone. I will say that. Agree. Like for, yeah. Offense, defense, Even for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there were some tough shows last year. But, um, yeah, I mean, the only other point I want to make was uh, as well, um, Lyle Collins as well uh, in uh, run blocking is actually second. Um, Zach Martin was fourth and Tyron Smith was ninth. Um, in run block efficiency. So uh, there's a hell of a, an O-line going on there, you know, that they've got. And that's going to try and be up against that D-line with Arizona. I think matches up perfectly well. Um, but that's about as much as I've got to say on the offense, unless you guys have got anything more. We can move to the fun stuff on defense. Yep. Let's go. Yeah, should we hit it? All right. Let's go for it. Alrighty, so uh, Cowboys, 33 turnovers on the year. Uh, that oh. ranks first in the NFL. And rightly so. Um, it is so nice. It is uh, so nice to see. I feel like after what I was just kind of mentioning just before we went into the segment, like 2020 was probably <clears> one of the worst years I could ever think of about having the defense. The only saving grace of last year was Trevon Diggs. Like, like he was the only player I thought really stood out for us. But 
since we've had brought Dan Quinn in, Adam Dodd, which I gave a big massive shout out on the pre uh, post game show because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's com- he's completely changed the attitude of our defensive line unit for sure as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, we did just wait. Is all I'm going to say on that one. <laughs> uh, trying to have a conversation with him before the season's up. Um, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, tr- we're trying, trying. Um, but yeah, you, here's here's one for you though. Is it that the players have gotten better from last year and all the rest of it, or is it down to coaching or a little bit of both? I th- I think it's pro- it, it's a multitude of things. I think certainly the coaching um, it's been more streamlined. I mean. There was a discussion on one of the podcasts yesterday about how, you know, Mike McCarthy. Obviously, they're they're going through the same sort of uh, virtual training at the moment, um, in terms of their team meetings. They're they're losing, they're they're or they're in meetings ninety minutes less per week at the moment than they were at the start of the season. Um, but you know, if anything, the defensive is getting stronger now. Obviously. As the season goes on, you've put more and more of your defence in or your playbooks in. Um, so it's a lot easier just to go back and say, right, OK, this play, we're, we're going to be using these plays this week and go through the plays and make sure everybody's on the same page with them. Um, it, it's um, And just I think the, the way they've learned from what, the mistakes of last season now, yes, I think there's there has been progression with some of the players, and I think you know last year lit a fire under a lot of players, and they said we don't want to come out and be as bad as we were last season, embarrassed uh, and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was personal pride, if nothing else, and then you know there's been addition by subtraction, mm. getting rid of guys like uh, Jalen Smith, and you know you're you're taking away somebody who supposedly garnered a lot of game time because of what he'd done in previous years, but sadly wasn't showing the same sort of progression that he'd been through putting up the last couple of years. Um, you know, taking that, it, it, by having him on the field, he's what you would call a progress stopper, um, where taking him off the field, getting him off the team, and you've got guys that are coming through and willing to show that you know, they've got the right stuff for this defence. Um, big one, though, of course, is um, for the first time in NFL history, there is a team that has a player with more than 10 sacks and more than 10 interceptions. Posted that up yep. today. Yeah, so that Parsons <laughs> and uh, Diggs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but... both on it. I, I find that remarkable, mind that it hasn't that hasn't happened before. Yeah, I mean, when you look down of all the list of players down the line of history of in the NFL, I'm quite surprised that's not been the case. Like you would have mm-hmm. thought, maybe like so, the the Seattle defense at one point would have had something like that. There's, there's that whole defense was a complete unit. Like they were takeaways left, right, and center. But you know what I mean. But I just want to kind of like follow up this question from Austin here. It's like, does does our defense still scare anyone? I think yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Here's one for you as well, is the Cardinals offensive line. If you look at it, 
both on tape and statistically, they're bang on average. I, I, you can say what you want. They are smack bang in the middle. It's like 16th in nearly every category if you want to go down that road. Yeah, I mean, if there's one thing I think we'll definitely have the advantage of is when Randy Dredry's up against them. It's the more visible factor. I, I don't think the Cardinals' O-line are not necessarily the most physical. No. Because they kind of tend, like, they tend to rely on the more patty part pass protection so therefore, Kyler Murray can do his thing pretty much, but you don't see them do. Austin Powers was talking in relation to us as Cowboys fans. Uh, or as, as, as in, in the... they don't scare us anymore. We're oh, happy with them. Absolutely. I mean, oh, hundred percent. No, I mean, one hundred percent. My apologies, Austin. Thanks for correcting me, though. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I totally agree. I. Don't f- I? I don't feel they scare me anymore. Like mm. there's no longer trash ban, uh, trash bins of defensive tackles in the team anymore. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I, yeah. I think in some respects, we, the the identity of this team has actually moved this season to definitely a, def- a defensive team. Yeah. C- no... Certainly in the last month. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, like, like, and I find it like. So before the season, like the, there was the whole thing we were like Dan Quinn was trying to get the all the like all the personality like and just focus on football and the right pieces, we, yeah, yeah, and and me and Brian kind of spoke about this on Tuesday. It's like we know that Law is the leader of the defense. We know that, mm-hmm. but I'd say if it wasn't for Micah Parsons, how he's mentally changed people's perceptions about being in the defensive side of the ball, I think that's made a massive contribution because his mindset alone, like you saw that even before we drafted him, he was like, just wants to play for us. And yada, he wanted yada, yada. to be in Dallas, yeah. yeah. Right, like, yeah. like, and he's not satisfied with anything. Like, he's not like doing the whole hot boys thing anymore, which at, yeah. the, time, <laughs> like, at, at the time, it was great, but it's time to get away from that stuff and just focus on football. That's it. Mm-hmm. No posing for pictures, none of that crap, nothing. Parsons is, is see ball, get ball, job done. Like, and, and that's what we're getting. And, and that'll, and he's influenced a lot of our players and our defense right now. Yeah. And Especially a lot of the, 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 and uh, you know, when we talk about uh, the pressure, the takeaways and all the rest of it, it's literally coming from him being just a complete nuisance over there. <laughs> Do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and a guy that size shouldn't be able to not only run in a straight line that fast, but change direction as quick oh, yeah. as he does too. Yeah. And yeah, that's where it that that that's where all this is coming from, amalgamating from, if you like. Um, but here's a question for you: that we saw Calvin Joseph last week, um, with Jordan Lewis, uh, uh, you know, J Lo, he's on the verge of coming back. Um, comments were made this week by Jerry Jones saying, yes, it's very possible he could play this week. But here's a question for you. Do you play Kelvin on the outside? Because he seemed to be okay. He was holding his own. And put Anthony Brown in the slot. I find that's more of a question for you, Lauren. (laughs) Yeah, I... Well, certainly I didn't see anything to say that, that you know, the future's not bright with Kelvin Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, and I thought Anthony Brown did a good job from the slot as well last yeah. week. But that that was, 
you know, McLaurin is your your big threat with Washington, and then you know, sadly, whether it's injury or you know, talent wise, Washington don't have that sort of talent this yeah. year. You uh, Cardinals have still got, I think, it's AJ Green. Um, AJ Green on the outside, so you'd have Calvin yeah. Joseph. In one respect, you'd have Calvin Joseph, AJ Green on the outside, Diggs covering Wesley over the other side. So Brown would be against Christian Kirk from the slot. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kirk is a I mean, slot receiver. So yeah, is it yeah. that way round? I, I, I think you should you know, I think um Joseph has certainly earned some reps this this week. I mean okay. having J, having J Lou back, I mean, that does give you the it changes the, the dynamic so that you yeah, can yeah. again rot, rotate the defense so that it's not not something that somebody can actually you know, try and pick pick apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and Kyler Kyle Murray. If you got to remember, even though last games the, the game last season was pretty horrible for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyler yeah, yeah, Murray, yeah. Murray passing the ball wasn't great. I mean, I think he only completed nine passes, nine of thirty-eight. I think it was, and he still threw an interception or two uh, for our defense. It was just again, it was. Um, you know the, the the usual suspects that uh, gave up the long plays last last year that allowed them to run away with that game. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would certainly give Joseph uh, a few, at least a few reps, if nothing else. He yeah, yeah. Learned that out on the back it, of last week. We know what AJ Green is, but we also yeah. know, you know, there's enough there to say what he isn't. So we, we know that that AJ Green post injury and all the rest of it that he's had is a different AJ Green from the rookie years that we had with him. Uh, um, so, so, sorry, mate. mate uh, Joe has just uh, commented saying they've just reported that Quentin Bohanna has missed his practice with illness. All right, we will check on that one. But here's an interesting one for you the Cowboys, four game winning streak in those four games. And you can talk about the teams that they played and all the rest of it. Um, they were sending, so they were blitzing. So they were sending five or more players uh, crashing down to the quarterback. 43.6% of their snaps. That's the most in the NFL. The crazy bit is, is Kyler Murray does not like being blitzed, especially since his injury. Here, and, and this is where I was going to from the start uh, of the show, Paul, and digging on some statistics. Mm. Uh, so, versus the Blitz since his injury, his yards per attempt are down to 7.1 yards per attempt for a completion percentage of 54% uh, and a pass rating of 86 Jeez. And that obviously that does coincide as well. Don't forget with DeAndre Hopkins going down as well. Um, Obviously, when Hopkins was on there, his passer rating pre injury (laughs) was insane. But it seems to be whether it's psychological, whether it's a pain issue, whether there's a lingering issue there, he cannot escape the blitz. And as you mentioned, Lorne, his passing. It's okay. It's fine. I'm not saying he's a bad passer. He's a Heisman winner and all the rest of it. 
but he will he does struggle on the move and he does struggle to get those passes out so if the cowboys continue the trend that this is something that perfectly plays into the cowboys defensive style and against the grain of what kyler murray likes yep and I, um, I think go on. we obviously again the Cardinals have had the issue with uh, Connor and whoever I can't remember who the other running back is, but both of them have been struggling with injury the same way that we yes, have they are. Zeke, and Paul, Zeke and Pollard. They're coming back to form now, so I um, can tell you now that actually um, might help them. It might help them out, but um, you yeah. know it's. Their passing game has certainly been affected, and it's been put mm-hmm. on. To, it's been put on to Murray to to be the work, you know, the the main breadwinner for this offense. Um, yeah, you know, and he's, he's James Connor's the other running back who's injured. Yeah, yeah. So just throw um, that in for you. So that's that's where they've been having the issues this year, I think. Um, yeah, and Murray has he's not he's not buckled, but you know certainly the the pressure that he's facing with this defense or with this offense is is certainly hindering his um, his abilities. Yeah, uh, and what what is crazy as well is um, his time to throw. Um, so with the ball, two and a half seconds really is the limit for Kyler. So if you get him moving around and he takes longer than two and a half seconds to throw the ball, um, his completion percentage drops to 52%. Yeah. So get him moving around back there, get blitzing uh, and forcing him to have to move around causes him to make wild throws. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that has kept them going at the moment is Christian Kirk. Christian yeah. Kirk from the slot has been having quite a good season. Um, a lot of that, obviously, is just down to opportunity because DeAndre Hopkins has been out. Uh, and AJ Green, he's been okay. He's been okay. But, you know, he's not the AJ Green because, I, I mean, I loved AJ Green coming out of college. But he's, he's not, not, the, same, he's not yeah, the same Green he once was. Yeah, he's yeah. not the AJ Green from back in, what, 2017 or something like that? Like ever since Beyond then, before that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that, he was phenomenal, but after that, it's just kind of been not the same guy. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, the only other thing I wanted to add before we move to the next segment um, is Van Der Esch. I'm actually because people are saying, Listen, you know, I'll spit. Go def- for I, it. I'm defend like defending Fanish. I'm mm. actually happy how he's playing right how now. How he's gone on, yeah, yeah. Like, like he's sticking to an assignment. He's doing his job and he's making tackles. He's not making massive plays. No, no. Maybe he doesn't need to. Like, like he's 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 been like especially when it comes to run defense. He is there right in the middle of it. Like especially when it comes to the, the set, like if the ball's running through the middle, one hundred percent, he's there. But, yep. but like, I don't think I can recall Vanders has made any mistakes at all this season. It, well, he, at the start of the season, I was, season I, yeah. I was concerned. Certainly, the last three games, Van yes. he's really turned it on. I mean, mm-hmm. he's making tackles. Uh, just going to his last three games alone. I mean, you can go to his last five, but his last three games alone, 
Um, seven tackles, uh, three assisted tackles, no missed tackles, five tackles for a loss. Can I just highlight this? You just said the magic word. What was the thing that we kept complaining about all of last year, not just from defensive line, from linebackers and from cornerbacks? Missed tackles. Missed tackles, yeah. yeah. Like th- That is going to be the biggest improvement of all in terms of the whole defensive scheme. I know I kind of jumped from, mm. from one down to the other, but that mm-hmm. is, that is, that's going to be the, the biggest improvement from a from a, a whole team perspective. And against the first time when he, we played against Washington as well, um, he was targeted three times for one reception that he allowed, and it went for three yards and he tackled him. Yeah. yeah. He, he certainly, I mean, I, I called him out after the New Orleans Saints game where he'd, basically mm-hmm. got one tackle and he'd whiffed on the intercept the the opening drive interception um but you know since, since then he has he's been very sturdy i think yeah. maybe that maybe that's the 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 returning of gallimore uh d law randy gregory you know and just it allows him to just be flow yeah, flow to the ball, be an additional player, you know, not have to be a superstar player, you know, because he can rely on Parsons to do all the, get all the pressure and he can just sit there and control what's happening and see where the ball's going and, and mm-hmm. get, see ball, get ball. Yeah, yeah, because he's really, Van Der Esch isn't the type of linebacker because he wasn't even in Boise State. He's not the type of linebacker to take blocks on. He's always looking to shed. He's always looking to try and get out of the block, shed it on. And sometimes that's not what you want if your defensive line isn't holding up its end of the bargain. And that, I think, is where he's struggling. And I agree with you because they're doing that now. He's flowing. He's able to do what he needs to do. And you're seeing a different Van Der Esch. I'm not saying he, you know, and I'm sure you guys are the same. I'm not saying that he's back up to, you know, his rookie year or He's playing to a first-round standard. I'm just saying that in in the last month, certainly when we've gone on this winning streak, he's elevated his play from what he was before. Um, But, okay, then, guys, let's get some uh, score predictions from you all. And at home as well, tell us what you think. Now, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game because both defences are fairly well-matched. Curse versus Ertz, that is going to be an interesting matchup. If he can contain uh, and control, then it's going to be game over. But give me your score predictions and then I'll give you mine. I'll start off with you, Lorne, uh, since you're there. What's your score prediction for this week's game? I think it's going to be, let's see, we'll go 24-17 Cowboys. I think I think it's going to be a one-score one score decider. It's not, good, it's not going to be like we've seen the last couple of weeks. Yeah, all right. Ours are fairly similar. I'll give you mine in a moment. But go on then, Paul. What's yours? Um, Lauren was actually not that far off what I was kind of predicting. I was going 20-17 for the Cowboys. Oh, you see, we've got a little mix, mix and match with our scores here. Because I'm going 27-17. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You see? Right. Um, but uh, some so of the guys so- are posting some scores in here, and they're yep. all fairly... Yeah, what 26, we're thinking. Yeah, 26-23. I think the biggest one so far is from Joe. 
35, yeah. 21. I mean, it's definitely doable. Offensive form, offensive form. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It is up there. And uh, they were all 31, 23. I mean, yeah, yeah. DJ like, Dog coming in. Yeah, I mean, the, the, every score so far that we've kind of mentioned, there's nothing been beyond, what, 20 points gap. So it's, yeah, all, yeah. it's, it's all cross proximity. So I think we're all kind of in agreement in the same ballpark. But ideally, we would love to have like a 35 21 or 31 23. We would love to have that. But when at home, you know, the Cowboys are first in points per game and yards, um, total yards in offense, you know, it, 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 it's in the stars almost that they're going to offensively really go out there. But the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, you know, you're seeing some of the defensive stats scroll across the bottom. They, they are well balanced. A lot of it, though, as I say, is how they were playing at the start of the season because the offense was playing well. And then as you look on the reverse of what they're doing lately, it has changed because the defense has got a lot more to think about because teams are playing that way. Um, <laughs> well, we've got a 56 nothing well, score, yeah? So. Well, we, 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 we can really, we can, well, we could dream in that one, Joe. Um, <laughs> hey, I, mean, I love never, positive never, mental attitude. Never say never, though. Never say never. I always say positive mental attitude, and you guys know that. I'm always banging that drum. Um, so a 56 shutout, I do like that. I'm always good to see a donut. Um, but should we wrap things up and hit the fantasy lounge and yeah, get this sure. one uh, yeah, all done with? All right, let's hit it. Can I just start before we do anything? Mate? It's like, Chris, uh, as some uh, people might know, me and Mike are a part of a fantasy football league with <laughs> our good friends, Bluff City. Over in uh, America, yeah. Yeah, Cowboy Joel, uh, J-Tuck, uh, Super Cowboy, and Flag Runner Cruise and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. And it's me and Brandon in the final, which is Cowboy Joel. And to be, I'm in the money, so... <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, just, I just want to say, I, I, I'm happy that I'm winning some money now, so... Hey, uh, and and on the other end of that, in the NFL UK Fantasy League, uh, which is all all the teams, Dallas, uh, UK Cowboys fans are in the final. They're against um, basically fantasy pros, UK version, five-yard rush. Good guys, by the way. Follow them. They know their fantasy stuff. Uh, it's UK Cowboys fans versus them in the final. So, yeah. Yeah, UK Cowboys Waving the flag. Lead the way, as we always say. <laughs> what do you think your chances are in that one now? Um, well, because uh, Kyler Murray is my starting quarterback, I need mm -hmm. to be... I, need, I had I, a look. <laughs> I need to be... And I've got the Dallas Cowboys defense, so... Mm -hmm. uh, I'm mixed right now. I want who's, your back, I, who's your backup QB? <laughs> uh, I've got two. I picked up Jake from for shits and giggles, but I've also got Kirk Cousins, but he's playing against Ooh. Green Bay. Ooh. So, mm. yeah. Well, the good news is, is UK Cowboys in the NFL UK league have Dak Prescott and the Cowboys defense. There we go. We do have Schultz as well, but Schultz is going to have to be benched. Why? I can't remember who the other tight end was. He's got a better matchup. All right, okay. 
yeah i can't remember who it is but anyway let's crack on with this um as well guys in the nfl uh sorry in the uk cowboys fantasy leagues it is the final league so the highest score from the three leagues from the blue silver and white league whoever gets the most with the uh uk cowboys um Oh, we're making a kind of get cut out. I'm casting out again. Yeah, yeah, it's the Welsh Welsh unit. Welsh Welsh unit again. Welsh unit strikes again. So basically, guys, he's trying to say, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, there he is. You there? Uh, Yeah, there we go. If I'm back in, yeah. So the highest score out of those three leagues wins a UK Cowboys uh, pennant. And we send that to whoever the highest score is. We'll message you and get that sent out. So it's a big one. Uh, I think the UK Cowboys are in those leagues. They're all in third place. <laughs> all made the playoffs, but all knocked out straight away. Hey, that's the way it goes. But anyway, let's hit the fantasy. So it's very, very simple, guys. Play along at home. It's basically over or under. Um, we'll let these guys kick off. Dak Prescott, 18 fantasy points. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, mm. I'm gonna say over. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Just, just over. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll go just over as well. <laughs> All right, I like it. I like it a lot. All right then, uh, Zeke. And bear in mind, um. They kept Jonathan Taylor last week. This defense kept Jonathan Taylor to just around 100 yards, uh, which is impressive. But Zeke, 12 fantasy points. I'm going to say, oh boy. Mm, Okay. The reason I'm I'm saying that, I'm saying this for two reasons, because obviously I'm thinking about the whole yardage thing. I know he only played one half of football, but I don't think he's going to be getting as much touchdowns in this game. Two touchdowns, think, yeah. Yeah, but also Brandon has got Zeke. So. <laughs> <laughs> ah, selfish. Very yeah. selfish of you, Paul. Yeah. Selfish. Yeah. But I'm, go on, Ron, hit, hit me with yours. I'm going to go boy, oh boy on that. I, I like think, it. I, yeah, I think, okay. you know, a couple of touchdowns, even if they're short yardage, you know, that's, that's you it. Pretty much on on the level there. No, I give think... it to Pollard. Give it to Pollard. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're seeing the return to his explosiveness as well. Um, he's getting there so certainly. He's getting there, so he's he's whatever that knee brace is doing. It's it's doing a good job for him. So mm. yeah, I'll, I'll go boy or boy on that one. All right then, Amari Cooper, another dozen, twelve fantasy points. Boy or boy. Boy, oh boy. Alrighty. Yeah, boy, oh boy on that one. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's a stonewaller. Yeah. Well, the next one's even easier, I think, for me. Um, okay. CD Lamb, 12 fantasy points. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. That one's an easy one. I think for me, he, from the slot, I mean, he's just going to he's gonna feast uh, over there. The only thing that I'm worried about with CeeDee Lamb 
is, is he going to drop the passes? Yeah, butter fingers. That's the issue. Because what, what it, what, it, well, not well, so well, much it, that is he going to drop passes and I'll be the end of it. Because what you've got to think is psychologically what that does with Dak. That he goes, ah, he dropped that on second down now. We're on a third and ten year. We didn't have that during I, the Washington game, no. No, 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 no. He seems to be getting organised with it, which is good. But I'm just saying that, you know, we've had a history of it this season with him. So it's just something to keep an eye on that that could go against him, you know, negatively. Um, but okay, then Kyler Murray, eighteen fantasy points. Boy, oh boy! Oh, 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 oh. oh I'm he's going, uh, he's losing it. He's losing his fantasy trophy. I'm going, oh boy. I'm I'm going I'm, I'm boy oh boy with Kyler. <laughs> All right then, Chase Edmonds, who's the lead running back at the moment, um, looks like he could be the only one the way he's going with all their injuries. Uh, Twelve fantasy points. I'd say that's actually quite fair. I find that's yeah. a, I find that's in the ballpark. Yeah, okay. I mean, I th- I think um, I think our defense will corral him. He's he's on the he's been limited the last two days as well. Um, I'll I'll yeah I'll stick on that one. I think. Okay, all right, that's fine. Christian Kirk, ten fantasy points from the slot as well. Ooh. Mm. I think it depends who they play. Yeah, it depends who he's up up against. Yeah, oh, that's a tough um, one. That is a tough one. Uh, that that could honestly that is a 50 50. Mm. That really like it could be seven points, six points, or it could be a massive 19, 21 points for him. It just really depends who he's up against. Mm-hmm. Oh man, uh... I'm gonna go oh boy on that one. I just, I just have a feeling, yeah. That... Anthony, both Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis have been pretty stellar this year. I mean, obviously, yeah. they've been under, overshadowed by Diggs. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and that's the funny thing is Anthony Brown, if you look at it statistically, he's having a great year. Yeah, but like yeah. you say, he's just overshadowed by what Diggs is doing. I mean, he had a bad start to the season. He's had, he's had a, ba- a bad few games, but show me a cornerback this season that hasn't had a bad few games or a bad snap or being beaten. Yeah, every franchise would be moaning about something about one of the corners. I'm pretty sure Denver... If you were a mo- pure lockdown corner, you'd yeah. be the most expensive player in the league. And yeah. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure, for the example, Denver would be moaning about Sartain, about one or two plays. So, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. I mean, there's been some, you know, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman let a big play go. He's done it in the past. It happens. It happens. Um, But, yeah, I'm with you guys. The last one, Rondale Moore, because it is looking like he's going to play. So I went down and checked eight fantasy points for him. Um, I have him in a keeper league. I'm saying oh boy for that one. Oh, he's getting even less than eight. Yeah, I'll... <clears throat> I'll I think say... just 
just so you're just so you're aware you can go Rondale Moore or AJ Green and both are eight fantasy points so basically the same wide receiver two is it it's eight points well I would say AJ AJ Moore and Randall less yeah yeah I would I would go oh boy for Rondale Moore and if we were doing AJ Green I'd say boy oh boy okay there we are then. Right, well, that wraps that one up, guys. So the next time we speak to you will be in 2022. And there's still, the most random thing to say, there is still regular season games to play. <laughs> I know, this is this is doing my head in. <laughs> it doesn't feel right, does game. it? Yeah, nah. just that. Although it's only one extra game. It just, like, completely puts you off kill. It just puts you off whack with everything you... You've ever known, yeah. Yep. And then you still got the playoffs. I think, I think, I think people can tell. Like, even talking about the regular season still, and it's like it's starting to wear on us a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all fun and games. We all love it. Football is football. Um, yeah. College is having with its college football playoffs uh, and bowl games. It's having. Everything flip on them and all the rest of it. Um, but there we go. I will be watching the college football games regardless, uh, which should be fun. That's tomorrow. Be watching them. Um, but yes, um, it is, of course, from us, the end of 2021. Have a great new year. Have a great um, week 17 football on Sunday. And we'll speak to you on the other side. I'm going to let these guys finish us off. You forgot something. All right. I wasn't going to do it, but I'll whack it in. There it is, guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to go to a game next year, and by the way, there might be a little something news oh. that we break in a new year. Uh, playoffs, playoffs as well. Playoffs, yeah. You might want to go to a playoff game. I know people who will. Uh, Bucket Through Cowboys Experience. They have game day tickets, tailgate pies, stadium tours, and packages for all your needs. And make sure you use the booking code UK Cowboys because. What you get, guys? You get free stuff. It's so simple. Um, but have a great 2021 New Year's Eve pie, whatever you get up to. Um, but these guys are going to finish it off, and we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, guys, have a great uh, Hogmanay New Year's Eve, whatever you want to call it. To stay safe, be careful with it. Um, it hopefully, you know. There, there isn't going to be this mass exodus over the border into England for the <laughs> for the nightclubs. But um, yeah, hopefully we're back next week. We'll be talking about us being twelve and four, um, and going up against the the accursed Eagles. Mm. That will be an interesting mm. game. Yep. Yep. Yeah, guys. Uh... I don't know what much else to really say, really, but uh, go Cowboys. That's uh, I'm absolutely shattered. <laughs> I like it. Good way to end. Go Cowboys. <laughs>